Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You sick yet? Nope. You don't got it? I don't have it. Don't have the COVID? No. Nope. Don't got the 19? Nope. Coronavirus? Nope. It's Corona time. Don't, oh, what? Don't Why do you have to that's, say it like that's, that? That's a song. That's actually how it says it uh, in the song. Okay, I'm just... just yeah. Why do you have to say that to me, though? Because that, that's what I say all day long. Oh, it's Corona me? time. Yeah, because that's how it goes. <laughs> so yeah. I've never all, heard all you the say that. Are, all the TikTokers out there know what I'm talking about. Why do you keep trying to act like you're young? I'm not acting like I'm young. Why? I'm old. I Why know that I'm old. I just like I like young things. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. That's what I do. That's what I do. I, I like young. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an older person. Don't pretend not to be old, but I like the younger things. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. TikTok. That's where you don't at. stop. I don't know anything else. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't know any other uh, rhymes. Social, no social media, <laughs> new <laughs> platforms that I don't know about. TikTok. Uh, All right. Well, listen, people are asking. Oh. Um, we're getting tons of questions. Hey, man. Tons. I mean, t- literally tons because they come. Literally. They're, they're, you can wait. And they're, they're heavy. Yeah. Well, our, our emails are very heavy. Um, we're getting a lot of, a lot of questions. About yeah, this valid Southwest Conference yeah. that's happening this week at the end of the, I mean, this weekend. This week coming. Yeah. And I want to know, are you guys still having it? Are you canceling? Because we saw that Redeemer canceled church services mm-hmm, for a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Well, what about the conference? What's going on? I, I'm already, I'm already. We're still out. Yeah, we're still doing it. We're that. still doing yeah, it. Still, that that thing that we said we're going to do? We're going to do it. We're going to do that thing. Yeah, yeah. Even if we have to drive, we're there. Yeah, that ain't no thing. But we got it. Well, yeah. We, we, what? We'd get a car, right? We're not going to drive. You know? If we had to drive, yes, we are driving. <laughs> no, we're not a car. We are not we getting, getting a car. car. We are yeah. not getting a car. I want one of those limos that's nope. like a truck limo. Nope. So that I can walk around on the nope. inside. Nope, cool. nope, nope. They're not as fun as you think. Really? Yeah. Right, they seem like fun. They're not. I want one with like the jacuzzi in. That one is not fun. No? That's no, <laughs> no good either? that's gross. Oh. They don't clean it out and everything. Oh, that's how you get the COVID. That's how you yeah, get Yeah, okay. that's exactly how it happens. Yeah, we're doing the conference. It's a small conference. They're, they're, I don't think we're going to have more than 150 people there. Yeah. It's a good enough space. People can spread out. Nice, good. Uh, you wash social hands. distancing. Social distancing, which I love. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. Yep. Social, yeah. <laughs> social re- reclusivity. Joe, Joe was made for the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the COVID. So yeah, and we so we, we decided to uh, to cancel uh, or suspend services for a few oh, weeks. Oh, hot! Wow, lack of faith. Yeah. Well, you know, some people are disappointed. Most of our people are, are very understanding, and you know, we're not we're not being shut down, and we're not shutting down. No, no. Uh, out of out of a sense of being bullied by politics. Listen, we're we're trying to uh, love our church members and yep. love our neighbors, love our community. Yep. Yeah, by not um, spreading potential life-threatening illnesses yeah. and uh this is a, this is a big deal and granted you know granted like people like you know myself and and others uh are are not at risk you know what i mean uh, for those that are of joe's age and the, the uh, elderly the elderly i mean they're at risk and so mm-hmm. we want to love on you joe yeah. i, I want to see you here for another you've got what three, five three, six, three to five years <laughs> i was five to six years left yeah. in you i want you here for those six years yeah and so i, I appreciate that and uh, I appreciate you appreciating me. Yeah, so that's no, good. no, we appreciate, I appreciate that you appreciate that I appreciated you. You know, just full of appreciation. Yeah. Uh, it feels like October. Wow. <laughs> it's, so, it's my favorite time of year. <laughs> All right. So we are in the 1689. We're still working through 
the church. We're yeah. going through some ecclesiology, chapter 26, but this week we are in paragraph 7. Mm. Can I go ahead and read this, Joe? You may. All right. To each of these churches, therefore gathered, according to his mind declared in his word, he has given all that power and authority, which is in any way needful for their carrying on that order in worship and discipline, which he has instituted for them to observe with commands and rules for the due and right exerting and executing of that power. Okay, so my first question is... Uh-oh. Why is that light blinking on the board? It's driving me crazy. I can't it is, stop. It, it, I don't. I don't know why. It's not normally doing now, that. I can hit the. I, okay, hit the button. Right, I'm hit the button. So it's got our outro music. You stopped it because I stopped it. So now it paused it. So oh, it's this lighting. Was it's lighting. Oh, okay. So now we were playing with. We this were playing before. around with oh, okay. it, and so now it's having that music. And so if I hit it, it's still going to stay there. Oh no! Oh, there, oh, <gasps> it that, did the jump. Yeah, now we're, you know what? Okay. Now we're just going to go ahead and let it let it do its thing. Let it do its thing. Turn it down. Well, I turn it down like this, yeah. Yeah. See how I turn that down? Yeah. All right, and then there's a little... Little, little flourish, little right. flourish, little flare. There you go. Now you feel better. It's not going to... Watch it. Boom. Okay. No more blinking. It's very distracting. I know. You, I feel, cannot, you feel good? I was like, what's going on? It's okay. <sighs> Squirrel. Okay, yeah. It's like... Because uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. If I knew what it was, I wouldn't bother me, but I was like, why is it blinking? Okay, so paragraph seven. <laughs> we are the worst. Okay, so when you look at this paragraph again... Yeah. Is there a word that comes to mind that seems to sort of dominate what's being talked about here? Yeah. Uh, the word gathered. Wrong. What? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's an important word. It is a good word because we're talking about the gathered church. That's right. We're yeah. Not the, not the invisible church. Nope. Look, uh, local manifestations of the kingdom of God and, and covenanting members mm-hmm. of, of local churches. I mean, this is... Uh, and not only are we talking about local churches here, we're talking about... Um, this issue of authority in local churches yeah. that uh, is frankly hotly debated. I mean, this whole idea of like well, who's in charge, who mm. has authority, oh, who gets to say yeah. what's going on. That's right. Uh, the executive committee, <laughs> the EC, the three members of the pastoral trinity. Okay, which which what is that? Uh, well, let's see. According to Apostle Driscoll, uh, you've got uh, you know prophet, priest. And King, right. and so there's, you know, Driscoll, and I can't remember the other two guys because they didn't. Oh, know. I get it. So yes, we have three. Yeah, I remember when uh, James McDonald said that congregationalism was from Satan. I don't. Oh, yes, he did. He did yeah. not say that. Oh, I. He I, must have. Actually, mm-hmm. hold on. I bet you I could find it. Google. I think we Google. About congregational it. government is from Satan by James McDonald. You can find the whole thing hmm. still online. Hmm. Yeah, and we wonder why things go sideways. <laughs> like you, you wonder. Like what? what yeah. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it it was uh, so yeah. Well, we we might go ahead and just uh, link to that for you in the show notes, so you can read a really bad article. But um, okay, so here's the issue when you're lo- when we're looking at this um, particular paragraph. Local churches gathered together, yeah. right, um, are given power and authority for the purpose of carrying out worship and discipline. That's the the most succinct way that I can say mm-hmm. or summarize what's being said. What's being talked about here? Yeah. So. Um, the, the, this is arguing that local churches have this authority. Now, the passage that we're really looking at here is Matthew 18. Uh, this whole idea of, of keys comes, comes okay. into play, right? Yeah. So do you know what it says there, Jimmy, in Matthew 18? Uh, yep. 
you want me to read it? Yeah, re- give us a little, like, what's the context? What are we talking about? And then you can just choose whatever part of it you want to read. But. Well, yeah, Matthew 18, 17 to 18. Uh, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him to be you, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. So we're talking about church discipline, those that, that are not repenting, that right. are c- uh, continuing in their unrepentant sin. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Right. So the context here is this church discipline context, right? Mm-hmm. A person who has uh, been erring. So here we're talking about um, the church discipline aspect of it, not not the, not the worship part mm-hmm. of it. Um, and so this this idea of what you you know bind on earth has been bound in heaven. All of that. This has to do with um, us working out the will of God in the context of a church that is going through a difficult season mm-hmm. because of persistent, unrepented of sin, mm-hmm. right? And so the question is, where does this authority rest? Does it, does it rest in the elders? Does it rest in the congregation? Does it rest in one elder or a group of elders among other elders? Where, uh, you know, as we're looking at scripture, where do you think that authority rests. And of course we could say in a sense like, well, it rests in the elders and it rests in the, um, in the congregation. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking at the confession and you look at the scripture, what, what are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, ultimately uh, the confession, I think affirms uh, Jesus as, as our, our chief shepherd. Right. right? Uh, though as we've there been instituted the local church government, uh, in which there are officers of the church, mm-hmm. uh, pastor or elders and deacons that are there to, uh, as you said, they have that power and authority to carry out worship and discipline uh, within the congregation. So you do see in Scripture this uh, le- you know, leadership model are the officers of the church that have been entrusted with carrying out the mission that God has given us. Right. And I, I think, you know, this... <clears throat> this whole idea of, you know, you are Peter on this rock, I'll build mm-hmm. you. Matthew 16, Matthew 18, binding, loosing, keys. Like those are the passages um, that people generally have in mind. <clears throat> now, uh, a, a good place to go to sort of work through some of this from a Baptist perspective or a congregational perspective is Nine Marks. Nine Marks has actually done a lot of work on a, a congregational perspective of mm-hmm. church government. And so, um, and we'll link to some other books, and we might even, if I have time, we'll link to various views as well. But, um, but yeah, I, I think it's fair to say when you're when you're looking at you know that that Matthew eighteen passage, for example, mm-hmm. um, the context seems to me to indicate that the authority has been invested in the church, right, and that the church together congregationally or corporately makes that final call mm-hmm. of excommunicating a member. Correct. Uh, yes. Not that Papa Pastor mm-hmm. makes the decision, I'm going, you are out and I'm going to let the church know. Yeah. Or that the elders, it does seem to come down to the congregation. So yeah. again, but, but the, to, the leadership though makes that recommendation. Right. Yeah. Right. They're the ones that are, you know, counseling yeah. uh, lovingly, disciplining, um Patiently, coaching, right. Hopefully. And we've talked a lot about this issue of church discipline because uh, we've had to um, be disciplined by our church. No, we have had <laughs> I was about to. to say, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh. just about every year we get <laughs> every <over> church discipline. <laughs> um, no, like we we've had to walk 
uh, and not just in this church, but in other churches. Other we, churches we've yeah. had to walk people uh, through this. people through the process of church yeah. discipline. So we've seen it up close. We've had to, you know, be uh, a part of either the counseling, uh, pastoral team, or whatever. And what we've seen happen is, by and large, we've seen people come under this this uh, authority that that the elders are invested in mm-hmm. um, to guide them through this process of restoration. So that, generally speaking, it doesn't have to go to the congregation, congregational level of authority, yeah. so long as they're repentant and working through it. In other words, it goes public once you know they're, the impenitence it, it re- continues. Yeah, it reaches a certain point mm-hmm. of uh, unrepentant sin. And I mean, I, I, I know this sound maybe this sounds weird to people, uh, but members and and people ask me. Um, like how often are people under church discipline kind of a right. thing? I'm like, to be honest, it's it's not fairly regular, but there was a season. It felt like, you know, there'd be one you'd be one case and then another followed and then another followed. Um so there are seasons where you see un- quite a few, uh, but the congregation will never know about it because these these people are they're humbly they're repenting. humbly repenting yeah. and they're restored. Yeah. Um it's only those times where it's gone the distance where All right, so I'm thinking about it right now. Is it fair to say that in our 13-year history that for the, there's usually someone under church discipline on an annual basis? Since I've been here in – well, here's – that's the hard part. Actually, you know what? In 2012, I came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known, but the only one I do know, I remember going to a meeting in 2013 – when you guys were talking about an individual mm-hmm. uh, who was then restored. Right. So, and then I came on leadership team. But yeah, since I've been on the leadership team, every, uh, yeah, one person a year at least. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not like there's a bunch of people. And again, like for us, when we, when we encounter this, it's um, sometimes these are people who, um, an individual maybe who has been caught in a particular sin that they were trying to hide. And so we approach that person and say, hey, mm-hmm. this is, you know what's going on this is what we've seen or what we've heard we want to talk to you about it and find out how we can help yeah and or they are um coming to us and they're uh they're saying hey listen i've been engaged in this activity it's been really messed up and i need your help um to to walk me through it and in and in most of these cases regardless of whether they're caught or they turn themselves in they have been willingly um humbly uh, ready to do whatever they need to do mm-hmm. uh, to disentangle themselves from sin, make amends wherever they need to make yeah. amends, and walk with the Lord. So it's been um, a willing submission on the on the part of of our members to um, come under our care and yeah. our accountability, and to as quickly as possible, right, move them into a place of, of re- restored health. Now, when I say as quickly as possible, I don't mean that we're rushing it. I just mean like we don't want to unnecessarily delay people. Yeah, that's right. Um, we, and it, it takes time, you know. I mean, it's generally speaking, I don't even, I'm not good at averages. Jimmy knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's ever been less than months um, in terms of sometimes it's not a, a, a super big deal. I could think it's a big enough deal. So months might go by, but oftentimes it's about a year. Yeah. Yeah. For the whole process. Often, for the whole process, six months to a year is, is pretty typical. And and Jimmy, what, why is it that it would take that long if we're just, why can't a person just say, well, like, well, I'm going to repent mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sorry and I'm repenting now. And so it's just over in a couple of weeks. Why would it necessarily take up to a year? Because we want to see the fruit of that repentance, right? We want mm-hmm. to see that uh, not only are they professing it, 
but that they are now they've embraced it. They're living it. Um, and, and they've moved beyond this. Right. I mean, sometimes the, 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 the consequences of our sins has an impact on other individuals. Yeah. And so we have to, there are multiple layers, um, that we have to sort of uh, step into or mm-hmm. areas that we have to step into to help them work through uh, restitution yep. or build, rebuilding trust. And um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely because, um, I mean, we've seen it, we've seen it and you've seen it uh, and you've done it yourself where, uh, you know, there's repentance and, and, mm-hmm. but it's, it's short lived. And so, right. You know, we because of the, see. because of the seriousness of if you're, if, if it's at the point where there's church discipline involved, it's a, it's serious. Right. Uh, and so you want, you want to see that, that the, the individuals move past that. And so that the power though is within the church, within mm-hmm. the congregation, uh, to, to remove members as well as to vote members in, mm-hmm. uh, to, who are part of that congregation. So ultimately then as, as far as the 69 is concerned, right. That, that final act of church discipline, it, the power is is given to them, mm-hmm. right? That the spirit of God is with them. Uh, that just like even you know, like they're given when when we've had to, uh, you know, we let the congregation know way ahead of time right. before a potential kind of vote. We say you need to be praying, mm-hmm. be praying for this individual, reach out to this individual, love on this individual, uh, and and. Prayerfully, we want to see what is it that the Lord has for us to do with right. them. We don't when you go when you have to go public by God's word, right? When you have to go public, it's not to shame no. someone. It's no, no, to no. help them. It's to encourage them. That's it's right. To allow the congregation a chance to pray and to serve that individual. If your church is sh- shaming people, yeah. and that's their that's sort of their approach to this, they're certainly they're doing, doing it wrong. wrong. You're doing it wrong. But you're totally right. Like that, you know, it's that final that final step mm-hmm. of church discipline is is given to the church so that like the local congregation right has that authority uh, even in 1 Corinthians 5 right when you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus and my spirit is present with the power of our Lord Jesus you are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction yep. of his flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord it is it is a congregational act and this is why congregationalists have frequently said and I don't, I don't particularly like this articulation, but that the, the final authority in the church is the congregation. Mm-hmm. And the reason I don't like it is, is probably somewhat tied to my own experience in unhealthy congregational churches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, <clears throat> who has authority? Well, you already said Jesus has authority, right? Mm-hmm. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus says God's word has authority. Yep, yep. Elders clearly have authority. And the congregation has authority. That's right. So when people like Nine Marks, um, you know, Jonathan Lehman uh, says this all the time. He, we, we've talked about it a little bit. And uh, he'll say the final authority in the church is the congregation. And um, what they're saying is is like the, that final step of authorita- authoritative um, decision comes to the congregation mm-hmm. in the form of appointing elders, yep. deacons, in the form of receiving or dismissing members. Yeah, yeah. And we would agree with that. Financial oversight, budgeting. Yeah. Right, we, 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 we agree with that. We submit to that. But there are bad versions, which is why guys like James McDonald and, and uh, Marky Mark were saying such horrible things about congregationalism. It's because there are bad examples of it. Yeah. Of course, there are bad yeah. examples of elder oh, churches yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Marky Mark and... James, J. Jammy James, J. Jammy James, uh, uh, McDonald. 
uh, it's like, yeah, there's, there's always bad. If you look at the worst examples to represent a particular viewpoint, mm-hmm. you're going to get a skewed perspective. Yep, for sure. But what about this issue of worship, Jimmy? It, you know, there, there is authority mm-hmm. given to the church right. in regards to That's right. So the, the congregation then should be voting on whether or not you have drums up there or oh, wait, no. piano. That's not. Uh, whether or not it's hymnals or the projector. The color of the chairs and the color of the walls. Okay. Uh, and so we want to make sure that as, as You're gonna clearly the 1689 has said, away from they have this power and authority mm-hmm. uh, for is, when it comes to worship. Whether, like now, I'm here's so the thing, like we vote. Jim Renahan. So, like, we voted uh, against Joe on lasers and hazers and fog Mm -hmm. machines. And so, uh, Nick Batsik was going to give me those really cheap, too. Yeah, I know. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) The reason this is important is because um, worship is very important, right? Corporate worship is very important. It's something that God calls us to. And because God has given the church authority, it means that we are responsible for what we do. This should give us all significant pause when we're thinking about and making decisions about what we are going to do on the Lord's Day. Yeah. You know, I know like as 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 an independent, very American, um, don't tell me what to do kind of guy. No way. That is me. No way. Don't you tell are me not, what yeah, I you can You are not a libertarian. Do. Come on now. Don't. Listen. Oh, you saying I have to wash my hands? Guess who's not going to wash his hands for 30 days straight? Watch, watch <laughs> I've been me watching, burn. I've been watching him like, you know, sneeze into his hands, rub dirt into oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, you know what I do? I lick my elbow because people want to bump elbows. No, I just lick my elbow and I'm not spread. No, I don't do that. So here's here's the thing. Um, I get that. Like, hey, we're, we're going to, let, let's do worship the way that mm-hmm. we like, the way that we're comfortable. Let's do worship that people are going to really like resonate with. I understand all of that. And of course, there is an appropriate aspect of contextualization when you're saying like, okay, well, whatever we do in worship needs to be biblical. It needs to be biblically saturated. It needs to be biblically structured. Yeah. The content needs to be biblical, theological. But the way in which it is presented, everything from melody to style, that is important, not as important, but it is important in that what you're doing, or at least the way you're doing what you're doing, should make sense to the people you're trying to to minister to. But it is not an anything goes free for all, as a lot of churches uh, seem seem to think. And so on the one hand, you've got churches that are... I don't want to. I'm going to sound like the wrong kind of guy. They're yeah. oh, super worldly. Here we go. They're just they're <gasps> super worldly. Whoa! Whoa! Like who? I don't know their Whoa. names. But like you know, like whoa, like basketball courts on the stage. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's just, March Madness. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I just don't. Um, hmm. I don't know who you're talking about there, Joe. You know, it's, <laughs> I don't know who fireworks that. on the Fourth of July. Yeah. That like so that's just patently worldly. Freedom Sunday. But then there's this, there's the other end of the spectrum, right? Where people are so conservative yeah. and they're so locked down, it's almost like they are afraid to consider what they're doing or what they are or, or how they're doing what they're mm-hmm. doing. So I've seen, you know, we've seen churches that literally are a snapshot of 1957 corporate worship Mm. and there's nothing wrong with 1957 corporate worship in 1957 right and so it's like listen it's not well they were singing hymns from the 1800s that's fine okay that's 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 great we can still sing those and we're talking about the flavor we're talking about the way those things are done and that's where i think because we've been given the responsibility 
as local churches mm-hmm. for discipline and worship, then we have to actively, regularly, biblically consider how we do what we do. So it, for one takeaway that, that Jimmy and I think is important is the local church has been given authority by Jesus Christ to oversee discipline and corporate worship. That means we've got to take it seriously. Yeah. That means we can't wing it. It means that we can't ignore it. Got to put it. some thought into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have, figure out why it is you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's fair to say, can we do this better? How can we improve? Yeah. How can we do? So always clarify what it, we're doing, what's important, and then ask, how can we do it better? We do that for as preachers, right? Yeah. We're constantly saying, yeah. how can I get any better? <laughs> Unfortunately for us, you can't get any better than this. Uh, so, um, no, because I'm, we're stuck at a D minus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was like, I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you got to ask, like, how can we improve? Can we remove distractions so that we can? Yeah. Hide? Yeah. Can, yeah. We, can we? How can we read the Word of God in a way that's going to be um, more comprehensible for people and put that put them in a position where they want to hear more of it? Like, there's just a lot of questions we could be asking, and the issue of authority comes into play as we're considering it. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You could follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. We can mm. head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. Mm. There you can contact us. You can send mm. up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoFoStore.com, and grab some gear. You said Instagram. No, I didn't. You did. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog Instagram. post on Wednesdays. <laughs> Later. Later. <laughs>